Find 2 Corinthians 5 with me again tonight. Just, just a passage to highlight in this series on the three circles. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 11. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 11. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we try to persuade others, but we ourselves are well known to God, and I hope that we are also well known to your consciences. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you an opportunity to boast about us so that you may be able to answer those who boast in outward appearance and not in the heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ urges us on or compels or constrains us. Because we are convinced that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all so that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and was raised for them. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We said last week there was an R word that shows up again and again from verse uh, 16 following. And what is that word? Reconciliation. God has reconciled us to himself. How? Through his son. And he has committed to us, he says, both the word of reconciliation and the ministry of reconciliation. And that God has, is making his appeal to people through us to be reconciled to God. And then he says, what? Well, we are ambassadors for Christ. Ambassadors. Uh, again, I want to remind those who have just come in, you need your little black track from last week, black and white, the orange and white booklet. And also, if you are an iPhone user, I trust that this week you've gone into the app store and you've downloaded the app on your phone, the Three Circles app. Unfortunately, for some reason, I know not what that reason would be, it's not available on the Android phone. So, anyway. Uh, also, somebody pointed out last week a very good point to make. Uh, the three circles presentation 
is most beneficial when you are talking to somebody who shows that they're open to a conversation. This is not apologetics. You know, there are times you will be sharing the gospel with somebody and uh, they want to argue everything you say or, I, oh, I don't believe Scripture is the Word of God or I don't believe in Jesus or what. If you run into a situation like this, you may want to say, can I, can I still share with you, though, uh, how God addressed my brokenness? And who knows, as you go through the presentation, the Holy Spirit may use that against a, a skeptic to open up their heart even though they say they don't believe you never know what God might do but as somebody made the point last week you know don't expect this to be apologetics that's not a part of this presentation and also the three circles approach is just simply one tool for sharing the gospel it's a very simple tool, but it's just a tool. The focus is the gospel. But the three circles is so, so simple, you can write it down on a dinner napkin in a restaurant as you're sharing with somebody. Uh, you know, last week I pointed out that people are fearful. They fear rejection. Uh, they also fear not being able to share the gospel. People say, I don't know how. And then even people who know how say, I don't know how to get into a conversation. So hopefully this approach helps with all of that. Uh, you know, in the three circles, by starting with God's design, it, it's easy to transition from the brokenness in the world or the brokenness in the person that you're talking to, what they're experiencing, to telling them how you would like to share from the Scripture how God addresses our brokenness. So it provides a very easy transition, and we'll talk more about that later. What I want to do first, well, we're going to have prayer, and then Jonathan is going to show the four-minute video, which is a model presentation uh, so we're going to see that first and then we're going to go into the second video the training video which is a little over 11 between 11 and 12 minutes long then we're going to watch that and that's the one the second video tonight is the one you'll need to fill in the blanks in your little orange and white booklet so you may want to uh, get that out and be ready uh, Cordell, would you lead us in prayer as we get started tonight?
Hey, it's Jimmy Scroggins again, working on our Gospel Conversations training. And I want to give you an example that you can maybe follow as you try to get ready to get reps to share the Gospel of Jesus. So I'm going to show you the three circles, just the Gospel piece right now on the board. The Bible tells us that God has a design for our lives, that God cares about every aspect of our lives. That's our families, that's our personal lives, that's our choices, our money, our sex life. Really everything about our life, God has a design for it. If we live according to God's design, then we have the opportunity to live in the arena of God's blessing. The problem is that all of us have a tendency to depart from God's design. When we depart from God's design, the Bible has a word for that, and the word is sin. And inevitably, when we sin against God, when we leave His design, we end up in a place that we call brokenness. Now, all of us know what brokenness feels like. It feels like emptiness. It feels like guilt. It feels like rejection. It feels like shame. It feels like regret. But when we get in this place of brokenness, we always try to fix it. So we try to maybe dive into a different relationship or try to make more money or try to become more religious. But whatever we do, we try to mitigate the pain of our brokenness. We try to escape our brokenness in some way. Now, brokenness really hurts and it feels like a terrible thing. But the truth is it's a good thing because brokenness draws our attention to the need for change in our lives. But the change that we need doesn't come from in here. The change we need comes from somewhere else. The good news is that the Bible tells us where that kind of change comes from. That kind of change comes from what's called the good news or the story of the gospel. Gospel is just a Bible word that means good news. The gospel is the story of Jesus. Jesus, who is the son of God, who came to earth and he never departed from God's design in any way, not even one time. But Jesus was crucified on the cross for, the Bible says, the sins of the world. That's my sins and your sins. And when Jesus was hanging on the cross, God did a miracle. He took the sins of the world, our sins, and put them on Jesus. And Jesus received the punishment from God for our sins. When he'd done everything that he came to do, he said it is finished and he died. They took his body off the cross, they buried him, and three days later, Jesus was raised from the dead. The Bible says that God raised him from the dead to prove that Jesus was who he said he was, the Son of God, and that he could do what he came to do, forgive our sins and heal the broken places in our lives. The kind of change we need doesn't come from in here. The kind of change we need comes from the gospel itself. The Bible says that what we need to do when we find ourselves in brokenness is repent of our sins. In other words, change our heart, change our mind, change our direction, and believe the gospel story. That's the story of Jesus, how he was crucified for our sins and raised from the dead. The Bible says if we'll repent and believe, then Jesus will come into our lives. He'll forgive our sins and begin to heal the broken places in our lives. And then the Bible says that God will give us the opportunity to recover and pursue God's design for our lives. The cool thing about this is that we get to recover and pursue God's design from wherever we are. We don't have to turn back the past. We get to go and believe God and walk with God from right here. Now this is just the gospel piece. There's other things that you need to learn and other things that you need to rep. But I hope that this will help you as you learn to share the gospel of Jesus, turning everyday conversations into gospel conversations.
welcome back. I wish I could be there in the room with you to hear how your reps went this past week. I love hearing when someone takes that leap of faith to turn an everyday conversation into a gospel conversation. Just recently, I got a text from a friend that said, meet Lou, 90 years old and a new brother in Christ. He facilitated 22 space tours with NASA, and I just got to share the gospel with him using the three circles. The three circles works, and this session is going to focus on the heart of the three circles, the actual gospel. When I was a young seminary student, I had the opportunity to go to the Philippines with the Bob Tebow Evangelistic Association. You probably know Bob Tebow as the father to his more famous son, Tim, but I grew up in Jacksonville where our families planted a church together. Bob was my pastor and he's a great mentor in my life. So Bob and I were in the Philippines and he took me to a huge outdoor market on the island of Mindanao so I could preach the gospel. Now, keep in mind, at the time, I'm a seminary student taking master's level classes in the Bible and theology, so I think that I really know my stuff. I was certain that God had called me to be a preacher, and I was fired up. When I got up to preach, I gave it all I had. A crowd gathered. People were engaged. I told them about Jesus and the perfect life he lived and the death that he died. I explained how he died on the cross for my sins and for their sins, and I told them that if they repented and believed in Jesus, God would forgive all of their sins. And let me tell you, people responded. I would say maybe a hundred people came out of that crowd that day and professed faith in Jesus. It was an amazing feeling. I was exhilarated and confident that I had done what God called me to do. I had preached the gospel. Well, later that night, I sat down with Bob to review the day. I was feeling pretty cocky. I was ready to get my attaboy. Instead, Bob told me that I had given a great effort. He told me he was proud of me and that my passion really showed, but he said there was just one problem. I had failed to preach the gospel. Can you imagine my surprise? I mean, people responded. And while only God knows the authenticity of those responses, Bob went on to explain that I never told them that Jesus rose from the dead. I had preached part of the gospel, but not the whole gospel. Bob told me emphatically, he said, Jimmy, if you're going to preach the gospel, preach the gospel. He told me that I should never, ever do evangelism without presenting the death and resurrection of Jesus. Well, I was embarrassed, but I've never forgotten that lesson. I got some excellent coaching that day. So why don't you go ahead and open your trainee guide, and let's take some notes. In this week's session, we're going to focus on training you to share the whole gospel. The Apostle Paul gives us a complete and succinct presentation of the gospel in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. Paul writes, Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. The gospel is simply this. Jesus died for our sins, he was buried, and God raised him from the dead. Hey, why don't you say it with me right there in the room? Jesus died for our sins, he was buried, and God raised him from the dead. It's his finished work that makes us right with God. Jesus did something for us that we could never do for ourselves. You know the word gospel literally means 
good news. And who doesn't want to be the bearer of good news? It's good news that broken people like us can be in a relationship with a righteous, perfect, holy, and just God. So go ahead and get out your pen, your book, your paper, or your napkin, and follow along with me as I go through the three circles. The Bible teaches us that God has a design for every aspect of our lives. And if we'll live our lives according to God's design, we get to operate in the arena of His blessings. So God cares about our families, our marriages, our money, our sex life, our work life, and just plain life. But the truth is that every single one of us has a tendency to depart from God's design. We want to do things our own way, and the Bible has a word for that departure from His design, and the word is sin. The Bible tells us that all have sinned, and we fall short of God's design. When we depart from God's design, we end up in a place that we call brokenness. All of us know what brokenness feels like. It feels like shame, it feels like guilt, it feels like regret. It's what we feel like when we're empty or used or we feel cheap. It makes what we feel like when we feel lonely. When we get into brokenness, we always try to mitigate the pain of our brokenness. We always try to escape our brokenness. So we dive into new relationships or try to make more money. Or maybe we try to numb the pain of our brokenness with drugs and alcohol. Or maybe we just try to white knuckle it and try to be a better person on our own. But what happens when we're in brokenness is brokenness calls our attention to the need for change. We know something has to change. Well, the Bible tells us some good news. And the word for good news is the, in the Bible is the word gospel. The gospel is the story of Jesus. The Bible teaches that Jesus is the Son of God. He came to earth as a man. He lived the perfect life, and he never departed from God's design in any way. But Jesus died on the cross for our sins and was raised from the dead. The Bible says that while Jesus was dying on the cross, God did a miracle. He took the sins of the world, my sins and your sins, and put them on Jesus. After Jesus died, he was buried, and then three days later, God raised him from the dead. And the resurrection is important because when God raised Jesus from the dead, he proved that Jesus could do everything he said he could do. He proved that he could take away our sins and begin to heal the broken places in our lives. So the brokenness that calls to change actually calls us to repentance. Repent is a Bible word that just means to change your mind, to change your heart, to change your direction. And if anyone will repent of their sins and believe the gospel story, the story of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, they have the opportunity to have their sins forgiven, Jesus comes into their life, and then God gives us the power to recover and pursue his design for our lives. This is really good news, and this is what the three circles is all about. So there you go, you've gotten one more rep in. Now, we're going to work on your gospel presentation so you don't make the same mistake that I made in the Philippines. God's design is fairly self-explanatory. Sin may not be a familiar word to people, but it's easily explained as a departure from God's design. Brokenness almost needs no explanation since most people clearly identify with the idea that a lot of things just aren't right. It's probably someone's brokenness that gave you the opportunity to transition the conversation to the gospel in the first place. So we're going to train you to practice TGI because every day we have opportunities to transition to the gospel and invite people to repent and believe in Jesus. We're starting with the G for gospel because the gospel is of first importance. When we share the three circles, we need to clearly explain several things. We need to explain repent. Repent means to change 
or change direction. We turn from our sins and turn to Jesus. We turn from our brokenness and turn to Christ. We need to clearly explain what it means to believe. Believe means to trust or put our faith in the person and work of Jesus. We need to clearly explain the gospel. The gospel is simply this. Jesus died for our sins, he was buried, and God raised him from the dead. You can say more than this, but not less. If you say less, then you aren't preaching the whole gospel. You can use a lot of verses or only a few. You can work in your own personal testimony, but however you do it, make sure you tell the gospel. A three circles cheat is to draw a down arrow, a cross, and an up arrow in your gospel circle, so you won't forget any of those elements. I'm going to explain the gospel the way I'm most comfortable explaining it, and after I do that, you're going to work on coming up with your best gospel explanation. Ready? When I draw the third circle and write gospel in it, this is what I say. The gospel is a Bible word that simply means good news. The good news is that God loves us. He loves us so much that when he sees us in our brokenness, he doesn't just leave us there. Instead, God sent his son Jesus to live a perfect life and die the death that we deserve. Jesus died on a cross, was buried, and God raised him from the dead, proving that Jesus is who he says he is. The Bible says when we repent and believe in Jesus, God does a miracle. He takes all of our sin and puts it on Jesus and takes all of Jesus' righteousness and puts it on us. Now we're in right standing with God, and he helps us recover and pursue his design for our lives. Did you see what I did there? I put together the story of Jesus with John 3.16 and 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 4 to explain the whole gospel. I haven't always been able to do that, as you know from the story I just told you. But now I have a lot of reps under my belt. And this is what we are going to do. We will practice telling the gospel over and over again so that we can tell it accurately and effectively. But now it's your turn. I want you to practice the three circles with special emphasis on the gospel piece. Make sure that you share the whole gospel. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He was buried and God raised him from the dead. Why don't you just say that out loud with me right there where you are. Let's say it one more time. You ready? Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He was buried and God raised him from the dead. Now, go ahead and partner up with someone, maybe someone you don't know very well, and go ahead and share the three circles. Once you've practiced, let the other person give you some feedback about your gospel piece. Did you tell the whole gospel? Then let them get in a rep and you provide the feedback. Are you ready? Don't just talk about doing it. Partner up and start getting some reps. Once you're finished, your facilitator will give you time to celebrate stories and assign your personal training practice so that you can get more stories and more reps in this week. The uh, repetition in the training videos and also what I'm emphasizing is on purpose. They want you to hear it over and over and over again. It's a very simple presentation. Uh, some of you may remember CWT from years ago, uh, or you may remember EE. Those were 16-week training modules. You got a big old booklet to go with it. Tons of memorization. And what NAMS decided to do is just 
put out something very simple for us that's a minimal amount of memorization. In fact, if you have the app on your phone uh, or you carry one of the little tracks, you don't have to do any memorization. And it's something you can sit down and whereas the EE presentation or CWT presentation may take you 45 minutes speaking with somebody to go through it. This is a presentation you could easily go through um, sitting at lunch with somebody from work. And because there's so much brokenness in our world, we see more and more evidence of it every day and just everything. You know, chances are you're going to be sitting at lunch or in riding down the road in the car talking to somebody and there's going to be brokenness in their family maybe in their marriage maybe with their kids or with their finances brokenness somehow and that's an easy launch pad uh, into this presentation right here now did you get all the words for the blanks that he gave us no okay on page nine you should have the word whole w-h-o-l-e the top of page 10 you should have good news and then right under that transition to the gospel and invite people to repent and believe in jesus right under that Repent means to change or change direction. And believe means to trust or put our faith in the person and work of Jesus. So far, so good? Okay. Gospel is simply Jesus died for our sins. He was buried and God raised him from the dead. Top of page 11, three circles cheat. Draw a down arrow, a cross, and an up arrow in your gospel circle. And then the last blanks, we will practice telling the gospel over and over again so that we can tell it accurately and effectively you got them all now yes yes good (laughs) okay he you know he talked about weaknesses in the gospel and when you look at first corinthians 15 verses 1 through 14 Um, 1 through 4, Paul gives a summary of the gospel he came to the Corinthians preaching, right? That according to the scriptures, Christ what? He died for our sins. He was buried. Why is burial important? Evidence he was really dead. He didn't just swoon on the cross and then resuscitate. He was dead. And then on the third day, he was raised. So a gospel presentation, as he pointed out, needs to include all those basic elements. Uh, now, as you, uh, as you think about weaknesses in gospel presentations, 
Uh, there's some other weaknesses that we can easily make, right? We might neglect to even talk about sin. You know, we might think, oh, we don't want to offend somebody, right? But we have to talk about sin. We've offended a holy God. And there's a need to be reconciled to God because of sin. So we, in a gospel presentation, we can't neglect talking about sin. We might neglect to talk about Jesus' work at the cross and the empty tomb. You know, we might be talking to somebody and, oh, you just need God. You need God. And, and really fail to talk about God's Son who came to be the sin sacrifice. Or we might fail to talk about repentance, turning away from your sin and turning to Jesus and trusting Him and Him alone. So, you know, we, we can't fail to talk about that either. And then also, before we leave from speaking to somebody, especially if they have turned their life over to the Lord and we've led them in prayer, you want to talk to them that this is just the beginning of the journey. And if you're using one of the little booklets, the uh, last two pages at the back, just encourage the person uh, to find a Bible study or a Bible-believing church. And it, it just kind of leads you through a summary of how you can help somebody take that next step of where they go from there. In other words, people don't need to just be led to believe, okay, I've, I've surrendered my life over to Jesus, prayed a prayer, and then I'll just go back to whatever I was doing. No, now that you're in the family of God, uh, there's some ways for you to grow. Uh, so don't forget about those, those weaknesses that sometimes we, we don't present. We don't talk about sin. We, we don't talk about Jesus. We don't talk about repentance. And we might fail to talk about this is the beginning of the journey. What I want to ask you to do is if you'll open up your booklet to page, let me see, page 12, or even better than that, I've given you a blank sheet of paper tonight. And what I want to ask you to do right now is to write out a gospel presentation based on three circles. The three circles. And, and remember what you're going to do. Uh, in, in circle one, and, and just, just write it out in conversation form at this point. Uh, God's design. And, and how would you talk to somebody about God's original design for mankind? And talk about the goodness of God. And, and maybe use verses out of Genesis 1 that God saw all that he had made and it was good. And finally he got to the end of creation. He saw all that he had made and behold it was very good. So just kind of write out in your own words how you would do circle one. And take just a moment to do that right now. And then just 
stop right there after you've done that. Write it out in conversational form as though you were talking to somebody at a lunch table. And do a, pr- do a pretty good job at it because in just a moment, you're going to regret if you didn't do a pretty good job with it, okay? I'll save that to later. <laughs> And then from there, as you draw the arrow representing sin, just kind of write out how you would dialogue with the person talking about sin. And some verses that you might use, like Romans 3.23, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And you know, in my life, it became apparent to me that I had sinned against God. You know, you give some personal illustrations maybe. You could even talk about evidence of sin in in your life.
And then you come to that second circle. Talk about brokenness. And here again, you, if you, you might want to talk about something in your own life. You know, you give some type of illustration like that, the person can identify with you and what you went through in your life as you were living in sin and, and the brokenness. The brokenness that resulted. And, you know, from there you could say, boy, I'm glad that that's not where my story ended because I would have been without any hope at all. But, you know, I had a friend that shared with me or I went to a church service or a family member who, who shared with me. The gospel and what the Bible means when it uses the word gospel
draw for him the line. Talk to him about repentance. Or let's just say repent and believe. And a good point to interject something about your testimony there. Lastly, the era back from gospel to God's design as a child of God now through faith in Christ we can recover that purpose for which we were created and we can pursue God.
going to move on to what's next in about two minutes, okay? Hold that thought just a moment, if you would, Frank, because I'm going to talk about some stuff going into the next segment. Okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take home what you have written, okay? And let me show you something here. Either this little black book or your iPhone, the presentation on it, can be your best friend as you learn this. Because you can click through each segment, God's design, and just see what it says about that. Bible verses that go with it. The booklet does the same. And so as you've written down your presentation, you can, you can use either the app or this to kind of fine-tune it. Now, to, to fine-tune it, to get it into your head and heart well, is just so when you do sit down sharing with somebody, you can do it more naturally then, okay? Okay. Uh, 
that's, that's the value of memorizing it just so when you sit down, you don't have to talk like it's memorized, but you'll, just, you'll be able to talk about it more conversationally. So once you have gone through what you've written down again and, and uh, look at it either in this or this, rewrite it again and keep rewriting it uh, until you have it in your heart more and more. And on this and this too, it will give you some Bible verses that can go with each one of these points. Whether it's God's design, sin, brokenness, repent and believe, uh, gospel. Well, um, brokenness to gospel, then repent and believe, and then recover and pursue. Bible verses that will go with each one. Bible verses you can point out. You know, if somebody says, what is sin, as Frank's saying, you could talk about how, you know, you could start by talking about Adam and Eve, that they had God's word and chose to go a different route. Or you could talk about the verses in the epistles that talk about drunkenness and sexual immorality and greed and verses like that that point out what sin is. But, but again, uh, use one of these two avenues so that you can get the flow uh, of a presentation better and better in your heart and mind. And so what I want you to do right now to, to begin uh, going over this is to get in groups of three. Okay? And every single person in the group, not just one of you like we did last week, but every single one of you in your group of three... I want you to pretend like the other two sitting there are lost. And you're sitting at lunch with them. And they're like, you know, how can you be at such peace in a world like we're in today? And you launch into your presentation. Okay? And, and put it in your words. And draw the circles out for them. And... and just explain the gospel. Very simple. It's embarrassingly simple. And, and they designed it this way on purpose. There's not a lot to memorize. There's not all kinds of theories and principles. It's just a very simple presentation with three circles that you can share sitting at a lunch table with somebody. So divide up in your groups of three. And somebody go first, and all three of you walk through with the, with the other two in your group your gospel presentation of three circles.
Have all three in your group gone? No. Okay. Working on it. Okay, let's, uh, let's come together for just a moment. If you're not finished, you'll have another chance. Folks, now, I, th I think it's better if you're sitting down at a meal with somebody, if you draw the three circles out yourself. But if you need a little cheat sheet, you'll notice at the very back page, of this book by the time you get to the very back page they have filled in every circle and every connecting arrow you can simply tear that back page off or cut it off stick it in your purse or wallet and you could bring that out and lay it on the table in front of them and say here let's talk about this a moment you know so that very back page if you didn't want to carry the whole book around this, this back page is ready-made, if that helps you. This week, as you're walking around the block, driving down the road, just talk through your presentation. And I do encourage you to write it out a few more times. Write it out in full because you're going to find as you do that, it just helps you say some things the way you want to say it as you go through this presentation. Three circles is just a tool. It's a simple little tool to share the good news. So simple, any a child could learn this. Nothing difficult about it. Next week, we're going to talk about everyday conversations and everyday people. Okay? Would you stand, please? Father, this week I pray that you would continue as we, we talk through this presentation. That you would just ingrain it 
upon our minds and hearts that it becomes just a natural flowing conversation for us to have with somebody. And Father, I pray that daily our eyes would be open and our ears would be open to people that you put all around us. And Lord, in the world in which we live, we will be talking to a neighbor, a friend, a co-worker, a schoolmate. We will be talking to somebody and they will begin talking about some kind of mess that they are in or their family's in or some type of trial that they're experiencing. And Lord, just help us to use three circles just to uh, gently but effectively transition the conversation so we can talk to them about what God's design was and how we've sinned against that and fallen, but your plan through the gospel to restore us, that we can recover the reason for which you've made us. Lord, I thank you for these here tonight. And uh, I pray that even among this group, you would give us divine appointments this week. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.